Derek Carr was benched this Sunday against a team that they probably could have beat if they had Derek Carr since the score was so close and it took overtime to finally overcome the Raiders with San Francisco 49ers. That said, Derek Carr hasn't been perfect all season and he's had his fair share of struggles. But did he really deserve to get benched? Well, it's a story for another time. But now we're going to look at what Derek Carr has to offer and where maybe he'll go during the offseason since a lot of the benching was also to protect trade value and how much he might get paid there because he's a very difficult prospect to acquire. The Raiders are going to want a high price for him, but a lot of teams may not be willing to pay it. So let's get into a little bit of the statistics and the film behind why Derek Carr was benched and what we can expect from him moving forward if he is to move on to another team or if he's able to make amends with the Raiders and they can finally bring him back. Let's get into it. What's up guys? I'm Tyler Coker and I'm your host for today's episode of Today with Tyler. I hope you enjoy. First, let's take a look at what got Carr benched, which, when stated in one word, would be pressure. The pressure he faces in Las Vegas is astronomical, but he doesn't have the biggest pressure in numbers. Under pressure, Carr has a 56.5 passing grade, which puts him at 25th in the NFL and is 15 points off from his clean grade. It doesn't help the Raiders that Carr consistently faces pressure, limiting how well the offense can truly perform, and they don't call plays to help Carr out and play to his strengths. Despite Josh Jacobs being the nation's top rusher this year, the Raiders run play action concepts at just the 20th mark in the NFL, which would help delay even more pressure given up by the Raiders' offensive line. The Las Vegas interior really has struggled mightily this year, despite Colton Miller cementing the left on yet another stellar year, and Jermaine Illuminor putting up a career year as well on the other end. These factors have been key to putting pressure on Derek Carr, who has a reputation of freezing up under pressure, like Joey Bosa's claim last year, and the metrics prove it. Now, let's look at the film to see just what happens when the pocket loses its integrity. Because Carr has been in the league for so long, and rarely saw a consistent pocket presence, he's developed fundamental issues and bad habits when pressured. One of the most prominent is his footwork, like in this play, where just shuffling once into the open space would allow Carr to hit Killen Cole for a touchdown on his corner route. When he runs into the space instead of just shuffling like quarterbacks are taught to, which happens often, his accuracy varies wildly, and he simply can't produce from such an off-balance platform, which ultimately led to him getting benched. This pressure doesn't always flush him from the pocket, and can lead to more brutal turnovers, such as this end zone interception against the Rams, where the mix of hero ball and poor offensive line play combined to stopping the Raiders in the red zone. All of these pressure issues have, in my opinion, as well as Joey Bosa's, made him gun-shy, and has potentially harmed him for the rest of his career, since he now kind of panics when the pocket changes slightly and leaves. Not all the poor performance under the pressure, though, has been Carl's fault, and it's very important to look at plays that are being run while his offensive line collapses, which can even happen before he finishes his drop. Often, routes are still developing when Carr hits the end of his drop, which should truly only happen for deep concepts, meaning he holds the ball for much longer and can put him into hero mode. Much too frequently, no routes are breaking before Carr is flushed in the pocket, which makes it extremely difficult for Carr to distribute the ball 
in the structure of the play. Derek Carr isn't just under pressure, though, and I like his performance when he's kept clean. He shows solid potential to facilitate an offense in the pocket, which is all many teams need, since skilled players can carry the heavy load. Carr even flashes elite ball placement deep, which is rarely even seen due to the play calling and pressure in Vegas. He understands leverage well, and truly can punish a defense when given a chance to read the field and actually throw. So Derek Carr certainly has some limitations, but he also has some strengths. So how can we use that to his advantage and bring him to a team that will finally build around him? Well, one, Josh McDaniels can go, and they can try to rebuild the Raiders a little bit around him, since he did say he wants to be a Raider for life. But maybe he won't do that, maybe either owner Mike Davis is going to say goodbye, or maybe he's just going to be annoyed enough because of the whole situation in the first place of him getting benched. If he does move on, I see two main options for what might happen, and even then, they're only kind of okay options. First is Indianapolis. Indianapolis is going to have a new head coach next year, and Carr is going to need a whole new system built around him, something similar to maybe the 49ers, as you can see. Because the 49ers are one of those teams that prioritizes getting the ball out quick, making sure that your quarterback isn't pressured, and a lot of people have succeeded with it, including Jimmy Garoppolo, who is a notable quarterback, extremely bad under pressure, but still does a very good job of maintaining that offense because of a quick release and overall accuracy. Derek Carr could come into a system built around his strengths, just like how Kyle Shanahan built around Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths, and we could see a whole new shift in Indianapolis, especially since they already have a tendency to target veteran quarters rather than attacking draft or trying to make one a homegrown quarterback on a rookie contract. I would be definitely interested to see what he could do as a Colt. I think they have some good playmakers, and they definitely have potential in their offensive line, but they aren't perfect yet, and I would definitely be intrigued to see how they're really doing. And then, number two, there are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, this is only if Tom Brady actually leaves the Buccaneers, which isn't a promise or a sure thing in the first place. But if he does, there definitely is a lot of opportunity for them to go any direction in quarterback. But they aren't going to be bad enough to get a top quarterback in this year's draft. So to me, Derek Carr is a perfect fit. Derek Carr will walk into an offense built around Tom Brady, who has a very similar drop-the-ball-off-to-your-skill-players guy and low-pressure attack that you would want to see for Derek Carr in the future. They would definitely be willing to work with him because they won a Super Bowl in 2020, and they want to get back to that since they really didn't have a dynasty like they thought they would, but rather a one-year wonder. So Derek Carr would definitely be interesting there, especially as they gain their healthy offensive line back, and that would be extremely important, as we don't really know what Derek Carr can do with a fully built-around-him team, and the Buccaneers would be a perfect spot if Tom Brady actually retires. Now, one popular option that I don't believe in, obviously, is him going to Washington. Washington, like some other quarterback destinations this offseason, doesn't have the offense to, that will be built around him. Hopefully, Washington will be having new coaches, but I don't think they're going to get a coach that's going to fit Derek Carr's type of situation. As we've seen with Carson Wentz and a lot of these named quarterbacks that are trying to go after, they want a lot of arm talent, and they want to be able to throw the ball very far and electrify their fans into finally liking them again. I don't think Derek Carr fits into that, and I don't think they have the team to build around him like that because they basically destroyed their entire offensive line this offseason, 
and I don't see them actually wanting to improve that offensive line because there's a lot of management issues in Washington. I don't think they'd build around Derek Carr and build around his strengths, and that's a major reason that I don't see him or some other quarterback destinations going to Washington's offseason, at least not if he wants to be successful, and not if the ultimate goal is to win Derek Carr a Super Bowl ring. Thank you for listening, I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you next time.